Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Hey, hey, and welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thank you for pulling your chair up to the cool kids table, where every episode we interview really cool people who are carving their own path in the world. We interview entrepreneurs and solopreneurs, business leaders, and people who just have a little bit of that entrepreneurial spirit. Today's episode is going to be brought to you by... The Potential Mastermind Project, and that is my group coaching program that grew out of this podcast. It's so interesting because at the beginning of the year, we're getting new people to sign up. We have about four new members who've joined, and every week we have a little call. It helps people who are involved realize they don't have to do this alone. Whether you work for a company and you just want to be more entrepreneurial in that job, you just want to find more success, maybe you have a side hustle, or maybe you're taking the leap and starting your own thing, you've got potential. But you got to realize that potential doesn't equal results. And therefore, if you want results, you can't do it alone. you got to have some people who will give you different perspectives, help you get ideas, and then kick you in the butt a little bit and get you to take action. And that's what we do in the Potential Mastermind Project. You can find out all the information you want at PotentialMastermind.com. And as one person told me the other day, that's the most affordable thing that they'd seen in the world of any type of coaching program. And it's because I want to be here and make this thing work for all of us and create a little community. So check it out today. Now, today's guest is a consultant, a coach. She does a whole bunch of things, but what she really does is she helps entrepreneurs tell their story. And you know, storytelling is such a hot topic. When I look around in my world, and and I speak at about 50 plus conferences a year, I see all the time that if not on the main stage, one of the breakouts is about storytelling. Being a professional speaker, I'll tell you, it's all about the stories. People say all the time, how can you build a career as a speaker? And I say, are you a great storyteller? And they say, no, I'm a data person. Well, you might Mm -hmm. put the audience, you could have great data, but if you put them to sleep, no one's going to want you to come back. But if you can tell them a story, if you can captivate them, if you can get them to lean in, pow, great things happen. And that's what Don Gluskin does. Hey, Don, welcome to Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Yes, yes, yes. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. So I always I wanted to be at the cool kids table. That's so. right. Yeah, me too. And in, in, in high school, I, it was so funny at my 30 year reunion, like the most one of the most popular girls in school, we were all sitting around talking. And she goes, wasn't it great that at our school, we didn't have like clicks? And all of us, when she walked away, we looked at each other like she was the queen of the cliques. <laughs> and what I learned is that when you're in a clique, you don't know you're in a clique. Everybody else realizes that the cool kids never thought there was a cool kids table. So uh, the rest of us knew it, though. So, Don, I don't, I don't really like bios, so I don't read these things that PR people send me in advance. Why don't you tell everybody who you are and what do you do? Yeah, like you said, I, I, um, I, I do storytelling. I think everybody has a story and that it needs to be shared with the world, um, especially entrepreneurs. You know, if you want to stand out, especially online, you, you got to give your authenticity. You got to be a little bit vulnerable, let people see you. Um, so really the work I do is help people first connect with who they really are, their passion, their truth, and then bring that alive, bring, you know, be able to express that, whether it's on a stage, on their website and their marketing materials. So people get really can, can feel them, you know, stories 
um, go really straight to the heart where data kind of goes in one ear and out the other, but stories are what people remember us by. So you bring up the fact that you help people find out who they really are. I find yeah. when, when I'm coaching people or just even my friends or other business people I know, why is it so hard for people to know who they are and to be able to verbalize that? Yeah, well, I mean, I think we all kind of know at, at some level we do know, but we, we go through our whole life sort of wearing these masks. Like we, we have to show up in the world a certain way, especially in the business world. There's all these rules that, that put into place. So oh, I can't say that. I'm not, I, I got to wear this. I can't do that. So we're like, spend so much time worrying or wondering, you know, how should I show up? What should I say on my website? Like, are people going to like me? Are they going to judge me that we forget who we are? And it's more like a reminder. We just need to be reminded and also told that it's okay to be who you really are and break the rules and do your own thing. That's what being an entrepreneur is about anyway. So Dawn, I assume when you went to college, you didn't major in storytelling. I don't think being a storytelling <laughs> coach was one of the things I got to pick through uh, at San Diego State when I was, when I was looking for a major. So right. uh, tell us a little bit about your background. Yeah, and they sh it should be a, a major now if it's not, but no, uh, I actually, so I always wanted to be a writer when I grew up and then ever, the, the world convinced me, you know, you'll never make any money doing right. that. Yeah. So which, I did which that surprisingly, Which surprisingly isn't true. You can make money right. just about anything <laughs> that you want to do. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, living at someone else's dream that, that, that we all kind of do that where, you know, parents or friends or teachers are like, you can't do that. You're not going to make money or that's a crazy job. Or let, let me interject whatever, here. So. In eighth grade, I told my I was in advanced English and I mm -hmm. told my teacher I wanted to be a writer. And my teacher told me, you better come up with a new idea because your grammar and your spelling aren't good enough. You don't even belong in advanced <laughs> oh, man, English with your up. grammar and your spelling, and you'll never oh. be a writer. And now I have 12 books, and I write articles all good the time. And I wish I could find that eighth grade uh, English teacher. I wish I could find Mrs. Nicolaitis and just remind her <laughs> that that was a horrible thing to tell an eighth grader. It, it took is. me till I was like 40 years old to get over it. Oh, I hope she's listening now and you can dedicate your books to her. <laughs> uh, but so, so along that, so I ended up majoring in business instead of writing. And I accidentally got into um, some random industry selling electronic components. I did that for like 15 years. Well, that was well, the that's first just, business. That's just like writing, that selling oh, yeah, electronic totally. components, being a writer. <laughs> I see the connection. Right. Yeah. But, you know, so I was making good money at it and, you know, that whole thing. And, and I kept telling myself, I eventually went and started my own company and we were very successful. And I was like, I'm just going to do this for like one year and then I'm going to sell the company and then I'm going to do what I really want. And then seven years later, <laughs> um, that business that I grew from zero to three million, we grew back to zero again <laughs> because the universe was listening to me saying, I don't really want to do this. I want to do what I love. So it was kind of like a blessing in disguise. Um, and that's what led me to to doing what I love now, storytelling and writing and helping others. So how long so how long have you been doing this? How long have you been doing the coaching and the and the consulting and the storytelling? Yeah, so this has been my full time gig for the past two years. Awesome. And then I was doing some stuff part time for probably the last seven or eight. Sure. So what do you yeah. love about the life now that you've been doing this full time for two years? What do you love about the life of being an entrepreneur? Yeah, well, it's, you know, I've been an entrepreneur for over 10 years now, but but there's a big difference before when I was doing the work that I didn't love. And it was mostly just, you know, for the money. And I had all, all these employees and all this responsibility. And that was very stressful um, versus now where I'm doing what I love. I'm not doing 3 million in revenue, but that's okay because I do, I get to do what I love. I get to travel. Um, I get to, you know, go and meet the most incredible entrepreneurs and speak on stages and 
it's just, it's, it's so much better when you're like in alignment with what your heart really wants to do. So what advice um, do you have for people who feel that maybe they've put their ladder against the wrong wall and they, they want to go be in alignment with who they are and, and their true desire? Yeah. Um, you know, it's be honest about it and then, then put a plan into place. So not everyone can necessarily quit their, their job today or close down their business today and then tomorrow start afresh. That might not be practical for everyone, but put a plan into place and, and actually a real plan. Don't just say, well, someday, right? Because someday never comes. So tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, whatever it is, and then slowly transition. And, and what does that look like? You know, are you doing working at night or working on the weekends and building your side hustle until it becomes your main thing. And you just got to go for it. Well, you mentioned when I asked you that you had done this, you know, for two years full time, but really five years before that on the side, let's talk, let's talk a little bit about creating a side hustle when, when you have a job or you have in your case, another business, how do you go about doing that? How do you find the time to do it? How do you create that plan? Yeah, well, I mean, we all have the same number of hours in the day. So, you know, that's one thing I always say when it's, when people don't have the time. So really what it comes down to is looking at what are you spending your time doing? Um, so an easy thing that most people can kind of give up or do less of is watching TV. I know a lot of people like to just veg out at night and watch TV. So instead of vegging out, you could spend those couple hours a night working on what you really want to be doing. And, and a couple hours a night, that adds up pretty fast. Um, but you usually have to make some sacrifices. You have to give something up, but it, is it worth it, you know, to be happy? Yes, it is. <laughs> so so as you make that transition from sort of side hustle to full-time venture, what's the difference? What's the difference? Well, you know, a, a side hustle is kind of, it's, it's almost like hobby territory. You might be making some money, but it's mostly just for fun and you might be making a little bit of money, but, but when it's your full-time thing, that's it. Like there's no, um, you know, back door, there's no like safety net. It's going all in and saying, this is what I'm doing. I'm committed to this. I'm letting go of the safety net. And this, I, then you have no choice, but to make it work. And, and there's something like very inspiring about that, that makes it work. <laughs> so I talk a lot about this whole concept of potential. So you knew because you had success in the other businesses that you do and, you know, you were successful in, in life, you know, you knew that you had potential, but what was the gap between potential for starting your own business as a storytelling coach and consultant? What was the gap between your potential and the results? The gap between the potential and the results, meaning what was I afraid what was holding, of? Or yeah, what, what, was, what was holding you back or maybe nothing? What was it that, that when you first started, did you feel like yeah. there was, was a chasm? Yeah, I think sometimes we just get so comfortable. You know, what I was doing was comfortable. I, I was working. I was making decent money. Um, I had business loans. So that was one of the things I was kind of, I didn't have that freedom to just shut the doors. I had, you know, business loans, I had employees, I had all this, these people I was responsible to. So I put those needs first and put my kind of dreams on hold because it was like, well, what's going to happen to these 15 employees? What's going to happen? You know, I have to pay off these business loans and you know that you kind of get into the practical of it. Um, so that, so that was where I was, but the universe came out with a, a two by four and whacked me on the head <laughs> in the tune of having to shut down my business. Eventually we ended up, you know, long story short, ended up losing a, a lot of money and I had to shut it down. Um, so it, it kind of did for me what I was too afraid to do because I didn't want to have that disruption of my life and have to deal with all the consequences of that. But in hindsight, it was a gift and I'm, I'm actually very grateful 
for it. So sometimes you just got to take the junk and take and say, you know, this is going to be messy and it's going to be a little painful at first, but what's on the other side is worth it. So looking back, do you wish you'd just shut the business down when your heart told you to do that? Yeah. 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 And I could have probably sold it and, you know, done things differently. If we had that like time machine, you know, it would have been a lot easier, but I, I, but I also believe everything happens for a reason and it's all perfect. And and it teaches us what we need to know to go into the next thing more powerfully. So, (laughs) well, Don, I've got some more questions for you, but first I've got to thank the other sponsor of this episode. So this episode is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. They set you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance to ensure that you sound amazing. Podfly does all the heavy lifting and the technical work so that you can focus on creating great content, growing your audience, and interviewing cool people like Dawn. Hey, if you (laughs) want to start a podcast, and I know a lot of you do, you have to talk to the people at podfly.net. I'll tell you why. Because I, you know, I've been in business a long time. I've had career stuff going on in one form or the other for close to 30 years, and I have never worked with a vendor who I can speak as highly of as Podfly Productions. They have been great to work with. All I do is I record these, and then I send them the raw files. They take care of the editing. They get the intro and the outro loaded up. They take care of stuff. They're always on top of telling me what's changing with iTunes and everything else. I think they are fantastic. I couldn't imagine doing this show with any other company as my production partner. So go to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners of this show. Hey, so Dawn, I call this show Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. So I always love to ask the people who come on it, what is the coolest, newest, most exciting thing you're doing with your business right now? Yeah, well, speaking of podcasts, (laughs) which is uh, where we met at the, the New Media Summit, last year and uh, I'm getting ready to launch my own podcast it's gonna be coming out in just a few weeks, uh, which I'm really excited about. You know, podcasting is definitely, uh, as you know, you just going to get bigger. Um, there's something about audio and just being in people's ears when they're, you know, driving or working out or cooking dinner or whatever it is. Um, so bare naked radio is, is the name of my show. And I'm going to have, you know, conscious leaders come in and share their stories um, but really like their authentic stories, not just the highlights real, not just like the curated, what people want to see, but like the messy behind the scenes, the <laughs> the failures and the big lessons and the, and the fears and all that juicy stuff. So I'm really excited about that. Well, and that's something that, you know, people gloss over. It's so, so interesting in, in my business, in the speaking business, you mm-hmm. talk to people and it's all, you know, they, they blow flowers up people's butts right. about, <laughs> you know, what it was to be, oh, I did this and I did this. And it's like, no, you didn't. I actually saw one person put on a, a course and he's famous. He had a best selling book and he's done all this great stuff, but he did a course at a conference on how to become a $40,000 a speech speaker. And mm-hmm. so I, I went and I, I used to know him. In fact, I'm one of the first people who ever hired him when he first wrote his first book, like, I don't know, God, more than 15 years ago. And, you know, probably 16 years ago, I hired him three or four times. And one of the things he talked about um, was how he said, you never discount. You set your fee and you never discount because mm. I never yeah. once discounted. Now, I didn't call him out in front of the audience of 100 people, but I went up to him afterwards and he remembered me. And I said, you know, you just said you never discounted. And I go, I know for a fact that 
my firm wouldn't that I worked for at the time would have never paid that fee. And he goes, yeah, but you were Fred's friend. And so that's how we worked it out was, you know, I was going to be in town and Fred said, you know, this guy needs a speaker for a luncheon. And I said, uh, you said never. In fact, he might have said <laughs> never, ever. You didn't talk about Fred's friend. And, right. you know, he kind of backpedaled and hemmed and hawed. And I thought, this is the problem with all of these people who come out and give entrepreneurial advice and all mm. these things is they either forget that yeah. they did these things or they want to make their point so strong that they say never, ever, ever. And it's like, you know, just talk about what it is. Whenever I'm interviewed on a show, people are always like, wow, I can't believe you talked about that screw up. And I'm like, you know, I, I'm, I'm had a good year in 2017. I'm proud of it, but you know, I did some dumb things. I've yeah. done, you know, I've kicked myself in the teeth. I've been an idiot, you know, many a times. But that's part of the journey. I couldn't have got to where I am if I hadn't been an idiot. So I think that's exactly. great. If you if you can really get people to you know get bare and naked, I'm, literally. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, yeah. figuratively, not literally. right. Well, it's a podcast, you know. Yeah. They well, they could be. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's just audio. So right. you know, I think that's awesome because I think that's what people need to hear. So yeah. so so. I'm a huge fan of podcasts. I mean, my business is better because of this show. I get I get referrals. People who listen to this, you know, they work for companies and their company's having a team meeting and they're like, oh, hey, boss, check this guy out. And I don't get hired every time, but I've picked up several gigs because people who listen to this show have, you know, been my champions and things like that. So I think your podcast is a, is a wonderful idea. But based on the idea of your show about like horrible mistakes and being raw, I'm going to throw right. it back at you, Dawn. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> what's the take away what you already told us about the one business? What's another yeah. big what's the biggest screw up you've made as your storytelling, consulting, and coaching business? Oh gosh. <laughs> um besides waiting too long to do what I really want. <laughs> um let me think. You know, I just as a generalization, I think is so I always I'm always I'm all for hiring coaches and consultants. I do coaching and consulting myself and but, but one caveat, and this is for anyone that's listening, is only take what resonates with you. Even if you hire the best consultant or coach in the world, yes, take their advice, but only what resonates with you. Because sometimes if we get too into other people's 10 steps to blah, 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 you know, you have to do A, B, and C, and D, you know, and if it doesn't feel right, like you shouldn't be doing it. So I know when I was launching this business, there was a lot of that where I was, was working with some coaches and they were like, you have to do this. And you, you know, you have to do a telesummit and I didn't really want to do it. And I did it anyway. And it was kind of like half ass, you know, kind of thing, but that kind of stuff. So it's always like take other people's advice and, and take the gems and what, what you were like, Oh my God, yes, I have to, but then leave the rest. Like, you know, you're what someone else's 10 steps to a million you might only like two of those steps, so leave the other eight. You know, that's just... And you also have to be careful because a lot of these people, their 10 steps to a million is great, yeah. except for the fact that they're made, making $87 a month. So it's right. like, you know, I, I've spent a <laughs> lot of time... Legit? Yeah. I, I've been in a couple... I Like, I love my group coaching program because I've been in two or three of those, and I find that it's not only the person or the coach, it's the other people in the group is where I learn most of my stuff. So I love the the online group coaching if you can get involved with one where you like the, the, the synergy of it. Yes. Uh, so I like that because then it's not just the one person you're getting a few points of whoever else is on the calls that you're on but i spent some time really looking to have a business coach to help me and i looked inside the speaking industry i looked outside the speaking industry i almost pulled the trigger three or four times and then this year i went ahead and i hired somebody 
And I think we have great synergy. We've only had one real meeting, but I'm making some changes to sort of my, not so much my brand, but sort of what I lead with. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm liking what she's saying, but to your advice, that's exactly what I'm doing is, is I'm getting off the call and I'm saying, okay, this, 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 I just can't do that. And so even if it's great advice, if it's not in, in connection with my soul, I'm going to do it half-assed. So I'm not doing anything yes. half-assed, but, uh, <laughs> but I did, I did find who I think is the perfect coach and you know, what she doesn't know, and, and hopefully she won't listen to this episode. If you're listening, <laughs> tune it out for like the next three minutes. If she can really help me move the needle, Mm-hmm. She'll never need to work again because I have like 15 other speakers who have said, we want to know how it goes. And they will awesome. all like throw, you know, five figures at her for years if if she can actually do it. Now, that pressure's on me, not on her, because I would never say anything bad. If I spent the money and I don't get anything out of it, I'm not going to say, oh, she sucked. But, right. but much like I, I go on and on about Podfly Productions, I mean, I, I've talked to, I mean, dozens of podcasters who are like, oh, they were a little more expensive. I hired Billy. And then <laughs> then they're like, you know, I can't reach Billy. My show didn't go live. And it's like, well, because you just got Billy. I got a whole team. Right. Um, I have sent Podfly, I don't know, I don't know how many clients, but they the reason they sponsor my show is people sign up and use them for their podcast. But I talk about it not just on the show. I talk about it when I'm on airplanes. Anybody who says they want to do a podcast, I'm like, there's a hundred options. Just go straight to Podfly. And I've had three or four people who didn't, who then changed over to them later. I got an email from somebody in December and it was a video email. And she said one of the best things she ever did was hire Podfly. And she wouldn't have done it if I hadn't just gone on and on and on. And so that's the thing with this coach is that I'm afraid I'll never be able to get on her calendar again if she does a good job because uh, I, I will just, you know, I will just You want to keep crazy. her for yourself? Well, no, I'll, I'm, I'm, it's not my style. I just go, cr- when I have a vendor who's great, I can't yeah. shut up about yeah. it. And I've got a whole bunch of people already on deck saying, we want to know how it is to work with her. So- Anyway, hopefully That's she awesome. wasn't. Hopefully she wasn't listening. I don't want her to have any pressure. But no uh, pressure. <laughs> but but I definitely so far one meeting in, I'm thrilled to be working with her, and and I realize the impetus of success is all on me. So you know we'll see what happens. But but I like having someone there to do it. So I I agree with your advice that get the coach, but only 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 go so far with that. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't half-ass anything. You got to put your whole ass into that, that's it. That's exactly right. That's the advice there. So Don, I think that entrepreneurs are observers. So I love to ask people who come on this show, who is it that you admire? When I mean, we could talk about Don and your storytelling business all day long, but so what? I want to know <laughs> who you see out there where you think, oh my God, he or she is really doing something cool. They're just crushing it. Oh gosh, I have so many people. I have to just pick one. That's hard. Um, who, do, who do I love right now? God, there's so many people. Um. <sighs> So one person I've been following for a while is uh, Rachel Breath, and she's um, she goes by Yoga Girl on Instagram, and she she's she's amassed over like two million Instagram followers. And really, what she does that I love so much, and how she's built this you know empire business um, in the yoga world, which is not exactly easy to do, is she's so authentic, and she shares just from her heart vulnerably, you know. Um, whether it's she's had like a death with a friend that she was just opened herself up about to, you know, the behind the scenes of being a new mom and and how that affects her relationship and just all that. So she's just like a breath of fresh air, how vulnerable and authentic she is. And it happens to be good for business too. And, And that's, you know, one of the messages I always tell my clients who are afraid 
of really being who they really are in the world is like, oh, well, people are going to judge me. And it's like, yeah, you know, you might get some of that, but really people are going to love you when, when you let people see who you really are. And they see all parts of you, not just the, the sunshine, but the darkness as well. You know, there, there's something so magnetic about that. So to, to watch someone like Rachel, who has built an empire in the yoga world, um, just by, by being authentic, it's, it's very inspiring. And I would imagine authenticity based on what you do is, is very, very key, right? I mean, yes. based on what you teach, that's got to resonate, resonate heavily with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what, a lot of times what I'll see is like, I don't know if you ever experienced this, but you'll meet someone like in real life and, you know, and you just have a candid conversation and you think, oh my gosh, they're great. They're awesome. Um, they're so good. And they have this energy about them. And then you'll go like to their website or, or their social media. And, and there's like this very watered down version of them. And it's like, is that even the same person? And, and you, when I have that conversation with someone, it's like, well, I don't want to brag or I don't want to, you know, I don't want to put all that. People are going to think I'm weird, especially working with healers and, and people that are like a little bit more out there in the, in the woo-woo world. But um, yeah, I get that a lot. So people are like afraid to be who they are. And there's, you shouldn't be. It's actually, actually very empowering and liberating to just be yourself. It's so much easier than pretending too. So yeah, I learned a long time ago. Not everybody's going to like me, even in the yes. in the world yeah. that that I work in. You know, within associations and corporations. Mm-hmm. You know, you get the the little sheets back at the end of giving a speech. You know, they they put it one in everybody's chair. They're digital. And what did you think of this speaker? And it's so interesting because most of them, of course, are you know it was great. Oh, I learned so much. It was fun. It was yeah. high energy. And then somebody will be like, Why did you hire him? He was a jerk. <laughs> And I'm like, were they in the same audience with the other right. 400 people? And I just learned that that's okay. I, I'm not yeah. going to resonate with everybody. And if I try to resonate with everybody, then I'm going to be what you called watered down. So I yeah. just, you know, it's even with this podcast, it's like, you know, people send me advice all the time by email. I think you need to do this or you need to do that. And I'm like, I don't know. I just want it to be like we're sitting in a bar having a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And and, it, and if you were doing what everyone else told you to, it would not be as good. Right, nearly right. as good. It would be like contrived and... Yeah. So, and, and I actually say good job when you have like people that don't like what you're doing. That means you're doing it right. Yeah. You're not you you got to piss a few people. You got to yeah. piss a few people off <laughs> once in a while. If not, you're not trying hard enough. That's, that's exactly right. <laughs> hey, I do have a, one last question for you. And that is, I think that entrepreneurs want to do more than make money. I think they want to leave their mark in the world. So I love to ask people, what is it that you do to give back to the greater good? And I think that that's something that as entrepreneurs, we all should have some sort of a cause. We all should have something that we do. So what do you do? Yeah. So, so I don't have like one big cause that I give to, but I'm sort of like the everyday cause person. So I'm, I'm one that's quick to give to a friend that has a GoFundMe or a Kickstarter for a new business idea. Or, you know, if someone messages me and, you know, they're just starting their business and they don't have the funds for a program and, you know, I'll, I'll do scholarships, um, helping out uh, young entrepreneurs and, and giving them some mentorship and free of charge and, and things like that. I just try to give back in, in small ways, like every day, you know, just do at least a little something every day. And um, over time, it just feels good to be able to do that. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, yeah. so Dawn, if somebody's listening to this show and they think, oh, this lady Dawn is great. I need some help with the <laughs> storytelling part of my business. How do they find you? Where do people go? Yeah. So you can go to my website. I, my company is called Blist Communications. It's B-L-I-S-S-E-D communications.com. Or I'm all over social media. You can just look. I think I'm pretty much the only Don Gluskin out there. So look me up and let's connect online. And Gluskin is just like it sounds. G-L-U-S-K-I-N. Gluskin. There you go. That's it. Awesome. Well, Don, <laughs> thank you so much for sharing your story here on Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. 
Thanks so much. It's been fun hanging out with you today. And thanks to everybody for tuning in. I always say it, if it wasn't for the audience, we wouldn't have a show. Come back in a couple days for another interview with somebody just as cool as Dawn. I, I know that sounds hard, but we'll find somebody. <laughs> hey, and if, and if you want to get more involved in this community, you can find us on Twitter. At Cool Podcast. We're on Facebook, Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. You can find me all over the place, TomSinger.com, T H O M S I N G E R. I'm also on all the other social platforms. And then if you want to join the Potential Mastermind Project, now's the time to do it. We're kicking off the year, and that's PotentialMastermind.com. So we're going to be back soon. Please continue to listen to these episodes. If you like them, jump over to iTunes, leave a review. That makes my day just so much better when there's a new review. But we're going to be back in a couple of days. But in the meantime, I'm going to challenge you. Go out there and have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.